live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Good morning, everybody. I woke up, well, I went to bed last night really kind of upset and depressed and woke up feeling crappy and... I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to. I knew, though, that if I put on my my Christian music playlist and I got out in the woods and ran, that I'd feel better, but I just didn't want to. And I did it anyways, and gosh, was I right. It felt amazing. I got out in the woods, got my blood pumping, and God is like, who sat down there right next to me? I actually, I say this as a guy who, I don't get emotional that often, but I actually got emotional out in the woods. I was out in the woods on this run, and I just felt like, there was another in the fire standing next to me. And that was uh, the song, actually. I don't know. The, I think that's the lyric in the song. I don't know the name of the song. It's a really good one. <clears throat> but that moment, it really captured me. And so I just want to say all glory to God. And if you feel down today, maybe get a exercise and maybe listen to some good worship music or get the word in because it, it really helped me this morning. And there you go, folks. That's uh, that's actually good, good uh, advice from actor Chris Pratt, who is not afraid to put God on display, who's not afraid to put God in the public arena. And he's shown that time and time again. And it's really nice when you see some these these celebrities, people who who are involved, like right in the midst of Hollywood, it's nice to see a little shining light coming from all of that darkness, especially when you see what you've seen this weekend at that Astro Festival in Texas. Just nothing but satanic, ungodly, cult-like propaganda being spewed from that stage. So it's really nice when we can get somebody, ladies and gentlemen, somebody in that that, uh, arena of entertainment to come out and say, hey, I'm not going to I'm not going to bow down to cancel culture. I'm going to tell you not only am I not going to bow down to cancel culture, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to put God on full display for the entire world. What an amazing thing by Chris Pratt. The guy continues to amaze me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Today is um Wow, November 8th, year of our Lord, 2021. You're watching live from America. Of course, I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. I want to say thank you very much. I'm looking at your comments right now. There's so many of them. Please um, share the video a little bit more than usual today, folks, Um, because a lot of people still think that we are an hour ahead of where we really are. I got so many messages. I couldn't believe the amount of messages I got this morning from people that were not aware that it was actually 11 instead of 12. So uh, for all of those folks who uh, might have slipped their mind, who might have detached themselves from society so much that they forgot to set their clocks back, please let everybody know, ladies and gentlemen, that it is 11 o'clock now, and it wasn't 11 o'clock an hour ago. A lot of people are a little confused by that. We want to make sure that they get the show, so I would appreciate shares on all of your social media. And, uh, of course, also, by the way, I just wanted to hit uh, hit on something real um, quickly here. The uh, the Instagram notifications that I send out are all at once. I'm not going through and looking at individual messages from people before I send it. It all goes out at once using this app that I have. Uh, so don't think that I'm skipping over your messages and sending you one of my shows and not reading your messages. I just If I haven't answered you, I just haven't gotten to it yet. Um, so thank you guys all. Time to stop this time shift madness, says Bad Moon. Savvy Granny says, you make my day. Well, God bless you, Savvy Granny. Thank you so very much. Um, Let's see. Black Rifle Coffee says they want to distance themselves from Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes, they want to distance themselves from all Republicans. It's weird how they duped us. Again, it's another form of not knowing a company before we start propping them up and then realizing who they really are. They get your money and then they run. Happens all the time. I'm going to love spewing God's word wearing my uh, your can't beat God hat. Oh, you must have got it in the mail. Well, God bless you. Thank you. And, and I would um, also think that a lot of you got the um, the thank you cards and the Swamp Donkey stickers that I sent out last week that my daughter helps me on every so often. Um, we sent out almost 100 of those. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. Um, but there's a lot going on right now. So 
Well, thank you so much, Alicia Awida. She says, I use Rebirth of America in my stories at least three times a day. So here are my dues for your song. Well, don't worry, honey. Don't worry. Every time you play the song, there's a few cents go uh, to the royalties of, of that song anyway. So I appreciate it. And thank you for spreading the song. It's a great song. Um, Hair Girl 21 says, I want a shout out. Casey in Florida. Well, God bless you, Casey. Look, folks, there's a lot of news today, by the way. So um, I'm going to try to get it in. A lot happened this weekend. Usually news isn't jam-packed over the weekend like it was this weekend. And uh, the, the worst part about it was I was actually away with my wife uh, for our annual trip uh, for her birthday, which isn't, by the way, until the end of November. But we always go towards the beginning of November because there's just not a lot going on during that time for us. Um, so a lot happened this weekend. I'm like, okay, great. The one weekend I decided to go away with my with my wife and all this news happened. So um, I do want to talk about the Astro Festival in Texas uh, before we get to anything because we started out talking with about God with Chris Pratt and I want to continue to un, for you guys to understand what happened at this place in Texas. Uh, so before we get into to going to the Lord and everything, I want to talk about how far away from the Lord people actually are in this country. Now, we've talked about a lot lately, the, the narrow path and the wide path. And we talked about the narrow path being very hard to walk, but the wide path not being hard to walk at all. It's literally like it's just people stampeding over each other to walk the wide path. And that's exactly what happened this weekend at this festival. So for those who don't know, there was a hip-hop festival called Astro Festival in Texas that happened over this weekend. Thank you very much, Becky. I appreciate that donation. God bless you. And during this uh, concert, uh, there was about 50,000 people there, by the way. And during this concert, a stampede ended up happening. And the reason why the stampede ended up happening was because people were, were passing out left and right. And they weren't passing out because they were so, oh, look at the people on stage. No, they were, there were reports of somebody walking around injecting people in the neck with something. And after these people were injected in the neck with something, they were, they were dying, literally having heart attacks and dying. There is video footage that I'm not going to show you of bodies literally being picked up and passed out of the crowd like they were crowd surfing dead bodies picked up and removed and once people started seeing this that's what started causing the people to freak out and run which caused a stampede which caused other people to be crushed now the crazy thing about this concert is that the producers of the show the production crew and artists were made aware of this multiple times even by a crowd the crowd chanting stop the show stop the show stop the show now there's an investigation right now nobody knows what people were being injected with most likely it was probably this is a joke i know this i shouldn't be making jokes but i was going to say most likely dr fauci was scurrying around like the rat that he is injecting people with the vaccine and they were getting instant myocarditis that was going to be the joke of the day however it's really not a joking laugh a matter but the reason why i'm talking about this now before we go to the lord ladies and gentlemen is because i want to show you i want to show you a quick video not of the people being the, the dead bodies being uh, passed like they were crowd surfing and while that was happening by the way it was this really eerie auto-tune that this guy travis scott who by the way i didn't i don't even know this guy i'm in hip-hop and i don't even know who this guy is okay but these everybody that performed are these satan loving weirdos who built the stage in an upside-down cross. That's what the stage was built like, an upside-down cross. And at the end of that upside-down cross was the backdrop of the stage, which was all digital and throughout the night changed. There was eyeballs everywhere, like watching the crowd. Then there was demonic hands reaching over and grabbing the backdrop of the stage. Then there was a portal inside the stage that the upside-down cross was facing. And all of this was happening while these dead bodies were just you know, passed over the crowd like they were like they were crowd surfing. It was a really ominous, weird, weird, satanic looking night, just like all of these things are nowadays. But that's not what I want to show you. What I want to show you is referring to the wide road and the narrow road. Now you may hear some swears in the in the uh, in the background of this. Very, very hard to bleep them out. But just check out what I'm talking about, about the wide road and the narrow path. And watch these people just pushing each other to get in to this satanic craziness that they call a hip-hop concert. Very different from the hip-hop concerts that I've been involved in, which, are by, by the way, are by the hundreds, both performing and going to. Check this out. Very, very, very disturbing to watch these people just run in like this.
That's that wide road, ladies and gentlemen. Look how the ungodly act. That's that wide road. People not caring about other people. No compassion for other people. And by the way, folks, this was not during the stampede or the people being injected with whatever that killed them in the crowd. This was before the concert even started. So the tone was already set with ungodly youngsters who don't have a direction in this world because their parents refuse to show them who the who God is and what the grace of God is, whose parents out there are only concerned with their careers or their jobs or their phones or their friends. It all comes down to one thing and one thing only, bad parenting. It's happening all over the world. I'm not afraid to call it out. I'm not the best parent in the world by any means and there's many things that people could probably call me out on but today because it's my show and because i feel like it just like last week i will call out bad parenting and that's what i will continue to do this is a result of bad parenting and people not caring about what their children whether they're 17 18 19 20 21 with their own kids or whatever nobody cares anymore about setting an example and that's the problem in this world. We all need examples set for us. And the best example you're going to get comes straight from the B-I-B-L-E, ladies and gentlemen. A B, the B-I-B-L-E, which reminds me, let's go to the Lord right now because we need him now more than ever after seeing what I saw this weekend. And not just at this concert, but all over the country. And I know that after a long weekend... Not having a live show Friday. By the way, there was a show on Friday morning. just wasn't a live show. So I urge you to go back and watch it. I know it was a long weekend, and I know you want me to come back with nothing but good news, but I'm going to come back and report what happened this weekend. And there wasn't a lot of good news. Okay, but the good news is where we're going right now. And I titled this morning's newsletter, for some of you who say you didn't get it, the ungodly knows that God is real. Remember that while I'm reading this. The ungodly, meaning the Pelosi's, the Bidens, the people that want to kill babies, the people that put this kind of a concert on with upside-down crosses and portals to hell and this kind of crazy secular music that we see today compared to what it was 20, 30 years ago. Ladies and gentlemen, we need God more now than ever, and the ungodly know that he's real. They know he's real. That's why they spend so much time trying to get you away from it. Because if something wasn't real, they wouldn't spend this much time and effort on it. So I wrote this. Good morning, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. A lot of stuff happened over this weekend that we'll be talking about today. First and foremost, let our prayers go out to those who lost their lives this weekend in Texas at that secular music concert of has-beens and Satan worshipers. Forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. Having said that, let's just start out this week by putting God in first place and centering ourselves on his message, his guidance, and his word. Verse of the day today is going to come from Romans 1, 18 and through 20. Romans 1, 18 through 20, which says this, But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Now, going back to this concert this weekend, the stage was made on purpose in an upside-down cross leading to the gates of hell. The backdrop constantly changed to demonic depictions while they performed for over 50,000 people while people were dying. They knew it was happening because even the crowd was chanting, Stop the show, stop the show, and warning production crew members what was happening. It was a freaky thing to see when you watch all the footage, which I did, by the way, as much as I could. They know God exists. This is why they do these kind of concerts. They are working directly for Satan, ladies and gentlemen. You see it all the time once you open your eyes to it. It's everywhere. 
Even the Pope preaches in a room with no Christian insignia where he stares at, uh, at the back of the room that resembles a serpent's head with eyes and everything. These people in power, both in politics and in the entertainment, entertainment industry, are very, very evil people that think they can actually beat God. It's the one reason I made these hats and these shirts that says you can't. If you're going to put blasphemy towards our God on full display for all to see and want to be a part of, then I'm going to put a statement out there for everyone to see that you can't beat God. This will trigger, trigger evil spirits to reveal themselves, just like they did to Jesus when he cast out the evil demons into, the, into a bunch of pigs. It sounds like a movie. I know. It sounds like a story from a book. And it is. A true story from the best-selling, most relevant book in, the, in existence, the Bible. So, proudly express your love for Jesus openly. It's time for a true, holy war of God's people versus the godless. We will first try to save them. If that doesn't work, then we will expose their evil to the world and expose their plans as well. They hate that more than anything. And we will then let God do the rest. In Jesus' name, amen. And again, folks, just like I put in that thing, once you open your eyes to see it, it's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. And you can't put the to uh, toothpaste back in the tube once you see it. You just can't. So you need, when you see it, folks, they tell you. When you see something, say something. Well, there you go. When you see something, say something. And when you see what I've seen this weekend, then what you better be saying should come from the, uh, the B-I-B-L-E, ladies and gentlemen, because it's the only thing that's going to make a difference. Your opinion on things are not going to make a difference. My opinion on things are not going to make a difference. God's um, instruction, instructions and directions to us and what we should say and when we should say them and to whom we should say them to, that's what's going to make a difference. And it's the only thing. It's going to make a difference. Let's get to the Lord's Prayer, folks. Thank you, Scotty17. I appreciate that. God bless you. Um, let's get to the Lord's Prayer. Let's keep these people in our prayers and in our minds as we say the Lord's Prayer. The folks that died, their family members, and the people who don't know any better who were there watching the whole thing happen in horror, maybe, hopefully, they will turn to the Lord in their time of need. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let me ask you guys a question real quick. Something that I posted on Telegram this morning. Um, that, you know, anytime you, anytime you type something, people take the wrong context. Take it in the wrong context. But let me just ask you. Why do you think you never see what you saw at this concert at a Christian concert? Christian godly music with godly people. Why do you think, regardless of somebody walking around injecting somebody or not, that's that's really uh, neither here nor there. Let's get to the root of it. Why do you think you never see what you saw happen in Texas at this festival, Astro Festival, at a Christian music concert? It's because God is with those people that are at that Christian music concert. Not just because they're Christians. But because where there are two or more gathered in his name, he will be there as well. And you have people who are godly people who are seeking out this kind of music to give glory to God. It's the complete opposite of what you see in secular music. Now, I'm not downing secular music. I was a part of secular music for a long time. Matter of fact, any music that you make outside of giving glory to God is considered secular music. What I'm doing is downing the the mentality that goes behind this kind of music in a broad, broad scope of youngsters who just are led down the wrong path and don't know what they're doing. That's why you have to say, forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. 
It's a, it's, it's a rough thing to be a part of, folks. It's a rough thing to see. It's a rough thing to be a part of. The entertainment business is a dog-eat-dog -dog world, and so is politics. But if you keep your mind straight, if you keep on that path like Chris Pratt showed you in the beginning of this video, then you can be right in the middle, folks. Uh, Scotty, nonsense. Any donation amount is great. I'm not sure what that meant. Maybe somebody said something to the dollar donation. Hey, a dollar donation to this show is as good as a $1,000 donation. Everybody might be in a different situation, and maybe not everybody can even donate at all. It's okay. So please, if that's what's going on, I didn't see. But please, ladies and gentlemen, let's keep God first. All right, let's get to the verse, or, or, or to the to the first and foremost section of the day, um, because I want to get right into the news. Because there's so much news, I can't even report all of it today. There's so much news, I gotta, I have to literally save some for later because there's so much I can't even get through it all today so if I miss something that's very important don't worry I'm trying to touch on everything and the and the show that I put together today is is the show that I thought we should put together for this morning and then tonight's show will be a little bit different obviously but let's get to the first and foremost section all right let's talk about this Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals stopping dictator Biden's unconstitutional mandate of vaccinations okay uh, late last week, of course, 26 states ended up suing Biden when this OSHA mandate, when this OSHA rule came out. It was 26 states all in all. And that number has grown, by the way. There's even Democrat governors who don't want to go along with this Biden-forced, OSHA-forced vaccine mandate, jab mandate. It's not going to happen. And thank God for the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals to put a stop to this, to put a kibosh to this crazy evil stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, um, right from the beginning. So, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, 26 states ended up suing Biden on this overreach. And not that anybody was going to comply anyway. The only ones that are going to comply are blue states who just can't wait to, put, uh, to firmly press their lips against the communist puppets that puppet Biden, who farts and poops in front of all world leaders and, and, and embarrasses us everywhere. Nobody was going to do it anyway. But the court said that they found grave statutory and unconstitutional issues grave statutory and unconstitutional issues now that should if we're going by the constitution and if the fifth circuit court of appeals found grave and unconstitutional issues then that should go right up to the supreme court and the supreme court should also find those same grave and unconstitutional issues However, we don't know from one court system to the next if there's going to be any consistency these days, if it's rooted in the constitutional law or not, or if you're just going to have some kind of, some judges like Amy Phoney Barrett who tell you one thing and then do something completely opposite when they get into their positions. Who knows where we are? What I do know, ladies and gentlemen, is that right now the Fifth Circuit Court of, Appe Court of Appeals, if you had not heard, if you had detached yourself so far from politics and society these, this weekend, that you did not get the memo. The memo is the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals put a stop to that. Right now, as it stands right now, at least until 5 p.m. tonight, which is what the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals gave the Biden administration till tonight at 5 p.m. to answer this judgment, which they will, and it will push it to the Supreme Court. I am sure of it because this is the big part of their plan. They want to make sure they get this done. And of course, the CDC and others are also already talking about, well, we're going to do this to fewer Companies with fewer than 100 employees when this is done. When they get this through, they're coming for every one of you who have five employees, six employees, self-employed, proprietorships, anything. They're coming towards everyone. They want a mandate on everybody that lives in the United States, period. And they're working their way to that. And anybody who thinks any different is been living under a rock, completely ignorant, or just dumb to the idea of facts. Because I told you from the beginning, they were coming after everybody. It's up to you to say no. Just no. Unfortunately, too many companies like Ford and many others, including Newsmax, who ended up walking it back, and I'll explain that in a little bit, all you had to do was say no. But these crybaby, wussy, liberal companies couldn't do it. They had to just say, okay, we got a mandate just because Biden put it in there. Thank God for the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. So like I said, they found grave statutory and unconstitutional issues. However, the very ignorant and very illegitimate, because anybody who's been put in any kind of power by this illegitimate resident is also illegitimate by default. But this ignorant and illegitimate solicitor of the labor, of the labor department, Seema Nanda, 
told the press that the Labor Department was confident in its, quote, legal authority to issue this rule that will be enforced by this joke of a department called OSHA. Let me just stop right there, folks. Uh, if you received a dollar from all viewers, that would be $5,397. Wow. Me second, says Mary. Well, God bless you, Mary. That's very uh, that's very kind of you, and I, I appreciate that. You are right. Um, but anyway, let's get to this. First of all, OSHA is weak. OSHA has 1,800 employees across the entire country. What are they going to do? Ask yourself this. How many times have you ever seen OSHA on your job site? Even if you're a business owner, ask yourself this question. You might have seen them once. You might have heard from them once. But can you name three separate times that you've ever seen OSHA on, a, on your job site or converse, having a conversation with your employer? Or if you're the employer, had a conversation with you? OSHA's nowhere to be found ever. All they do is put mandates out and scare people by saying, OSHA's going to come and make sure that you... They're not going to do anything. They're a weak, red-taped uh, division of the government. And any division of the government, unless they're the FBI or the CIA or the NSA, does absolutely squat. They can't even do their job correctly. They can't even wipe their own butts correctly without screwing something up or having 10 miles of red tape that will stop them from flushing. You understand what I'm saying? You got to, people need to stop being so afraid of OSHA. OSHA is nothing. They don't have the manpower. They never will have the manpower. And even when they do mandate something, you are a private business. You are an individual. You have more power than they do. Stop complying. Okay, so the Labor Department thinks that OSHA is going to enforce this. They're not going to enforce anything. They can't. They'll put something on the books and hope people comply. That's what it comes down to. The Biden administration has until, like I said, 5 p.m. today to respond. But let's bring in my good friend as a guest real quick. Let's bring in my good friend who I rely on for so many daily decisions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Common Sense. Because I'm going to use common sense real quick. I use it daily. Okay? Let's talk about this real quick from a common sense point of view. The Biden administration said they were going to do this in September. The reason why they said that they were going to do this with businesses with 100 or more, mandate the vaccine with businesses with 100 or more, was because of emergency. This was an emergency that this needed to be done. That was in September. We are now in middle almost going into the middle of november if it was such an emergency ladies and gentlemen then something more would have been done it's not an emergency there's no such thing as an emergency with covid never has been never will be okay again if it wasn't for the news and tv nobody would even understand covid exists they would think that people are still getting the flu like everybody's gotten for years and years and years so in september they used the words emergency in order to make sure that this could go through OSHA and mandate. Then, once it did go through, the proposed mandate went through OSHA, then went back to the White House for approval, then came back to OSHA to say, oh, it's happening. They then set a date of January 4th. Isn't that odd if it's an emergency, ladies and gentlemen? Look at all those $1 donations coming in. You guys are great. God bless you. But let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about this from our with our good friend Common Sense here. If there was an emergency, ladies and gentlemen, number one, they wouldn't have set it in September and, and waited until November to implement this. And then when they did implement it, they wouldn't have then said, oh, it's not going to be in effect until January 4th. Why do you think they did that? I'm going to take a slurp from my coffee while you tell me in the comment section why you think that they did that. If it was such an emergency, why wait until January 4th? I'll tell you why. Maybe it's lagging a little bit and you're just a little bit late behind with the com comments. But let me just tell you why. The reason why, ladies and gentlemen, is because there is no emergency. They were hoping that businesses would just comply and make sure that their employees uh, took this now so that they, had, they could avoid any problems in the future. And the reason why they waited until January 4th was because they wanted to get through the holiday season so that there wasn't a massive amount of people being fired from their jobs so the workforce numbers that come in after the holidays look good for Biden and look good for the Biden administration so that they can go right into the midterm election season saying look at the good numbers we did over the holiday season there is consumer confidence again people are spending money again yay look at our numbers ladies and gentlemen the holiday season was absolutely wonderful oh by the way millions of people will now be fired 
That's exactly why they're doing this. They're doing this for their own political gain, like everything else the communist Democrats of this country do, have always done, and will always do. It's going to be up to you to decide whether you're going to stand on the side of common sense and freedom, or whether you're going to cave in to control and communism. Which side of defense are you on? That's what it's going to come down to. And nobody's going to blame you from jumping fence and going to the sides of communism and, and, and control. It takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of godly, uh, an armor of God to withstand this kind of crap. Nobody's going to blame you. But what I'm here to do is tell you the difference between the two and tell you you do have the, uh, the, the right and you do have the creator of the universe on your side if you decide to stay on the side of freedom. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the first and foremost section of today. Now, before we move to the next um, to the next topic, which is Project Veritas, let me quickly thank the following people because I did get some stuff in the mail from these folks over the weekend, and I wanted to say thank you to Connie Cutbreath, Cutbirth, excuse me, John M. Moore, and Kenneth and Patricia Endorf. Thank you very much for your um, for your mail that I got, your donations. God bless you. I appreciate you. There's more mail to go through. I also uh, got a box of, of, of Jesus Calling um, Bibles and bookmarks. You guys are all wonderful, wonderful individuals. And I'm working very hard to get into the studio before December 1st. Um, and I just want to let you know that once we get that studio done, you will be very proud. You will very be you'll be very pleased at what your what your money has gone towards, and you'll finally be able to see everything that everybody's ever sent me because there's plenty of room in there to display every bit of it. Okay, let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, Project Veritas. Now, again, another big story that happened over the weekend, and you need to know about it. A while back, Project Veritas received a diary from tipsters. Now. This uh, diary, these tipsters said, belonged to Ashley Babbitt. Wait, excuse me, never mind, not Ashley Babbitt. She was murdered by Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden's henchmen Democrats in the House. Never mind, sorry, didn't mean Ashley Babbitt. Just wanted to remind you subliminally that one of ours was murdered, and the only people that were murdered or still reside in jail are conservatives from January 6th. I meant Ashley Biden, so let me start back over. Did that on purpose, by the way. A while back, Project Veritas received uh, a diary from tipsters that said it belonged to Ashley Babbitt. Okay? I'm just going to let James O'Keefe tell you what happened next. It's better to hear it right from the horse's mouth rather than from myself. So, ladies and gentlemen, six-minute video of what happened to Project Veritas. Long story short, the federal government is trying to shut Project Veritas down. And the very fact that they're doing this over this diary validates that the, the, the diary was real and that they need to get it out of the hands of Project Veritas very quickly. Here we go. In this statement, I am putting myself at great risk because on November 4th, Project Veritas came under attack. I woke to the news that apartments and homes of Project Veritas journalists, or former journalists, had been raided by FBI agents. It appears the Southern District of New York now has journalists in their sights for the supposed crime of doing their jobs lawfully and honestly, or at least this journalist. I had to think long and hard before making this statement. It's a decision that only I can make they don't want me to defend myself and immediately try to silence me. That's why the cover letter to the grand jury subpoena we received contains this language. Quote, the government hereby requests that you voluntarily refrain from disclosing the existence of the subpoena to any third party. While you are under no obligation to comply with our request, we are requesting you not to make any disclosure in order to preserve the confidentiality of the investigation and because the disclosure of the existence of this investigation might interfere with and impede the investigation." Unquote. But while the Department of Justice requested us to not disclose the existence of the subpoena, something very unusual happened. Within an hour of one of our reporters' homes being secretly raided by the FBI, the New York Times, who we are currently suing for defamation, contacted the Project Veritas reporter to ask for comment. We do not know how the New York Times was aware of the execution of a search warrant at a reporter's home or the subject matter of the search warrant as a grand jury investigation is secret. The FBI took materials of current former Project Veritas journalists despite the fact that our legal team previously contacted the Department of Justice 
and voluntarily conveyed unassailable facts that demonstrate Project Veritas's lack of involvement in criminal activity and or criminal intent. Like any reporter, we regularly deal with the receipt of source information and take steps to verify its authenticity, legality, and newsworthiness. Our efforts were the stuff of responsible, ethical journalism, and we are in no doubt that Project Veritas acted properly at each and every step. However, it appears journalism itself may now be on trial. Late last year, we were approached by tipsters claiming they had a copy of Ashley Biden's diary. We had never met or heard of the tipsters. The tipsters indicated the diary had been abandoned in a room in which Ms. Biden stayed at the time, and in which the tipsters stayed in temporarily after Ms. Biden departed the room. The tipsters indicated that the diary included explosive allegations against then-candidate Joe Biden. The tipsters indicated that they were negotiating with a different media outlet for the payment of monies for the diary. The tipsters were represented by attorneys who handled the negotiations with Project Veritas. We investigated the claims provided to us, as journalists do. We took steps to corroborate the authenticity of the diary. At the end of the day, we made the ethical decision that because, in part, we could not determine if the diary was real, if the diary, in fact, belonged to Ashley Biden, or if the contents of the diary occurred, we could not publish the diary in any part thereof. We attempted to return the diary to an attorney representing Ms. Biden, but that attorney refused to authenticate it. Project Veritas gave the diary to law enforcement to ensure it could be returned to its rightful owner. We never published it. Now, Ms. Biden's father's Department of Justice, specifically the United States Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York, appears to be investigating the situation, claiming the diary was stolen. We don't know if it was, but it begs the question, in what world is the alleged theft of a diary investigated by the president's FBI and his Department of Justice? A diary. This federal investigation smacks of politics. Project Veritas never threatened or engaged in any illegal conduct. Should the Southern District of New York try to take away our First Amendment rights and uncover and publish newsworthy stories without government intimidation, be assured Project Veritas will not back down. Nothing stops at Project Veritas. Let me be clear. Our mission is to serve the public's right to know by illuminating, revealing, exposing information others wish to hide for the wrong reasons. To quote Lord Acton, we believe everything kept in secret degenerates. We don't mislead or conceal. We investigate facts and potential newsworthy information. Sometimes, as was the case here, after we investigate, we decide not to publish a news story. The Project Veritas will run from nothing and we will hide from nothing. We exist for the very purpose of discovering and revealing the truth and hope to make the world a more transparent place. Now, this is not the first time we've been attacked and it will not be the last. We know why, we've investigated powerful people and in many ways, we are the very tip of the spear. But we never break the law. In fact, one of our ethical rules is to act as if there are 12 jurors on our shoulders all the time. And that truth and the truth will vindicate us. When the FBI in the Southern District of New York sees reporters' notebooks, it is not just an attack on Project Veritas. It is an attack on every American and our sacred right to free speech and a free press. The First Amendment is first for a reason. It guarantees all the other rights that follow. Because it's all about accountability. Without accountability, freedom itself is an illusion. So the great question is, is this an indicator in the direction that America is going? We've gone far beyond the point of partisan politics in this country. They ask us to focus on our divisions. They don't ask us to focus on the things which unite us. What unites us is so much more powerful than what divides us. The First Amendment doesn't just matter to people on one side, it matters to people on all sides. That is why I'm calling on all Americans, and especially all journalists, to stand with us for the right to free speech and the free press, and to send a message that the politics of fear will not prevail in the United States of America. Woo! James O'Keefe laying down the law, ladies and gentlemen, once again. Hold on here. I just want to uh, set up this next screen. But, you know, he's right. He's right now. I want to. I want to focus on the beginning of what he said. He said when they, when these, um, when the FBI raided these these homes, 
of these journalists and former journalists, he said that they asked him, they said, please, you know, we, it's, in your right to, it's in your right to talk about these things, but please don't make this stuff public because it might hurt the, the, uh, might hurt the investigation because an open investigation shouldn't be talked about. But I think what James O'Keefe did was very smart. It was very smart to go on the offensive on this. It was very smart to let the world know what was happening because here again, this evil is trying to be evil in secret. They're trying to be evil behind closed doors. And the best way to expose evil is to open the door, turn the light on, expose the darkness, okay? Darkness will always exist, but all you need is a tiny little light or a tiny little lamp, and you can expose so much of what's going on in that room. And that's what James O'Keefe decided to do. So because James O'Keefe has always decided to run into the flames, like he told me when I met him in Florida, and for many, many other reasons, we're going to go ahead and give James O'Keefe and Project Veritas the Smarty Award of the day. Because if you just sit back and let the federal government attack you, they will. But you stand up to them like a bully in school who takes your lunch money, then they stop. And it's a good, 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 smart man right there. And I really, really, really respect James O'Keefe and what he's trying to do. So you guys find it in your heart so much to help me out and donate to me, whether it's a dollar, five dollars, or two hundred and fifty dollars. Then, uh, if you can, sometimes I'll also help out James O'Keefe. Maybe you know, there's very few people in this country right now that are continuing to fight really hard. Mike Lindell's one of them, and you guys support him by buying his products. I'm one of them, and you support me by funding this show and buying gear that funds this show to continue to go on. James O'Keefe is part of it by another doing what he does. Steve Bannon is part of it from doing what he does, and all of you are also part of it. And someday, ladies and gentlemen, God will bless every single one of you for staying on, for staying strong, standing up tall, and 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 not letting this evil consume you or the people in your family, because you are the light. James O'Keefe is the light. But what's in that diary must be damning if the FBI and the CIA are coming down on James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. We know what's in that diary. That diary is accusing Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and the entire Biden family of being exactly what we know they are. Con artist perverts who sexually assault young people, who rape people, and who constantly can't keep their hands off of people in their own family. They're pedophiles, they're incest, they're disgusting, they're satanic, they're liars, they're cheaters, they're thieves, and in no place, there's no place in this country, uh, especially in the White House, for people that are that terrible. I understand that everybody who's occupied that White House hasn't been a saint. I get it. But this, this might be the most corrupt and disgusting administration that's ever occupied this White House, and God will deal with them justly. Now let's move on from this for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. I've seen all your small donations come in, some small, some large. Like I said, folks, whether it's a dollar or five dollars, you cannot ever call somebody out for donating a dollar. If somebody donates 25 cents to Live from America, it's 25 cents more than Live from America had before that donation. And I just... I'm, I'm just always shocked by that. So thank you, guys. Let's move on to Pennsylvania real quick. Now, in no way, shape, or form am I picking on Pennsylvania or, or, or lording over Pennsylvania or talking down on Pennsylvania. But Pennsylvania might be one of the, one of the most corrupt states in the nation. And we're losing Pennsylvania fast every single day, mostly because of the people that are elected there. However, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to give you some numbers now that we're a week away from the election last Tuesday. And Pennsylvania fell very short of, of coming out and standing up. 30% of Republicans showed up to vote at the polls. That is weak. That is lazy, ladies and gentlemen. But I get it. When you only 30% of voters show up on a very, very important day. Now, Pennsylvania still had a lot of wins. Don't get me wrong. Pennsylvania still had a red wave. Can you imagine how big that red wave would have been? If even 60% of Republicans came out and voted, what is happening? I get why, though. I get that there's a lot, not a lot of people who have um, any confidence in our elections because of 2020. And a lot of people are not going to um, don't um, go out there and, and, and vote if we don't get 2020 fixed first. I get it. I know a lot of people are beat down, tired, gave up, and I don't blame them. But I want to encourage you in Pennsylvania 
to fire up your base there. 30% turnout is very, very lazy and very weak. Now, I know the people that are watching this show, you're not one of those. But you might know somebody, you might know five or six, ten people who are. And you need to be a loud voice right now. Your voice is going to matter far more than you'll ever know. Don't say, well, I'm just Susie who's living by myself in this room, in this apartment, and nobody listens to me, or I'm just Johnny. Now, I'm not saying anybody in particular. I'm just shooting out names. I'm just Jeremy sitting in this house all by myself. What difference can I make? You can make a hell of a lot of difference, especially when you got 30% folks coming out. All right? I understand the system is still in place, Cat, uh, Cat Olson. I get it. I really do. But look what happened in Virginia. The system still was in place in Virginia, too. But because of the overwhelming state election, or the, the people that came out for a state election, they could not overcome the cheat, or overcome the, the numbers. They could not cheat. So that should be a blueprint. Okay? Again, not scolding Pennsylvania. New, New Hampshire's got a lot of problems as it is right now, and we're fighting. But when I see 30% in the state that's probably one of the biggest states that was was known for the cheating in 2020 we got to fix that folks we got to fix that so if anybody's got any ideas if i can get involved and help any further than i already am shoot me the ideas maybe i can help out okay um but it's really up to pennsylvanians it really is 30 percent that can't happen now let's go to governor wolf for a minute let's talk about him because governor wolf broke the law and he admitted it during an interview that nobody even asked him the question. He just gave this information out willingly. What's going to be done about this? Governor Wolf, during an, during an interview late last week, said that he had his wife take his mail-in ballot and turn it in. That is illegal in the state of Pennsylvania. Unless you have written authorization to have somebody do it. This is the governor of the state. He had no such form. I believe it's 1,300 something. I can't remember exactly. I might be wrong. Somebody watching from Pennsylvania can probably correct me in the comment section. But there is a form that needs to be filled out in order for somebody else to take your ballot in. That form was not filled out. Governor Wolf broke election law by having his wife turn in the mail-in ballot. Now, is it going to be determinative? Probably not. The fact of the matter is, he came back out after he admitted this. By the way, nobody asked him this question. He was just being a dummy. Ladies and gentlemen, it started rah, 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 and just said it. And then he had to come back out because backlash started happening. People started saying, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up the election fraud truck real quick. Beep, beep, beep. Did you just admit that you broke election law by having your wife bring in your mail-in ballot and you did not have the proper form? That's illegal, sir. So then he had to come back out a day later and apologize. Oh, <laughs> nothing to see here, folks. I apologized. Everything should be okay. No, 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 no. Not everything is okay. You broke election law. He apologized, and during his stupid, weak uh, apolog apology that he gave, you know what he said? He said it was because it was a mistake. Oh, just a simple mistake. Well, let me ask you, Governor Wolf. If it was just a simple mistake, I'd love to get um, Mastriano on the show, folks, by the way. I keep seeing people say that. Look, I've tried a thousand times. I've talked to his um, his assistants. They said they were going to make sure he got on the show. I don't know why he hasn't come on the show. Don't know. Not saying that he's avoiding it in any way. Just I don't know why he hasn't come on. But let me, let me ask Governor Wolf this or anybody in, in, in Pennsylvania. Let me ask you this. If the governor says, well, it's just a simple mistake. Don't you think that other mistakes could have been made in the 2020 election, Governor Wolf? If you yourself, the governor of the state, made such a simple mistake, wouldn't it be possible for millions of other people to have made that same mistake? Donnie, whoa, thanks for always getting back to me when I message you. Hey, man, $500 donation. Look at that, man. You know, I know it's hard. I know I'm getting off topic here, but when I see this stuff, I got to address it. I know people don't have this kind of money. I don't have this kind of money. We find ways to, 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 to skimp on things when we need to donate so we can donate this kind of money. But this is a lot of money for folks. And, and Donnie, God bless you, man. I try to get back to everybody. I'm only one man, but apparently you're one that I've gotten back to, and I thank you for that. It's just incredible to me to see people's kindness. Um, and uh, by the way, I'll always be transparent with you folks with your money. But let's get back to Governor Wolf here. Don't you think if you, Governor Wolf, made that mistake, then millions of other people could have made a mistake too, at least enough 
to have a forensic audit done, but you don't want that done because you're part of the problem in the narrative. Now, again, folks, this isn't really big news, but it is news out of Pennsylvania that I wanted to make Pennsylvanians aware of. This is what's going on in your state. This is what's going on with your governor. And this is what's going on with your Republican Party there, that only 30% of the people turned out. Not good, folks. Not good. All right, let me take a sip of coffee here, and then let's get to this $1.2 trillion stimulus package that just got passed. Wow, we got a 5,600 people watching. You guys are incredible. Thank you all very much. All right. Let's talk about this $1.2 trillion stimuluses, okay? Anything but infrastructure bill is what I call it. A $1.2 trillion anything but infrastructure bill that was passed by the House Democrats and Republicans just before midnight on Friday. Well, isn't that just convenient? 13 scumbag rhinos delivered this win for Biden, while even Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez didn't vote for it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the reason that she didn't vote for it wasn't the reason that you and I wouldn't vote for it. The reason that she didn't vote for it was for another stupid, selfish, socialist reason. But still, when AOC doesn't vote for it and 13 Republicans do, you know we got some problems in this party. We need to go to more drastic measures here, folks. More drastic measures to get these Republicans out. I think there's got to be a way that we can remove these people before elections. Although the elections would probably be the most common way to get these people out, we got to figure out a way to get these constituents, the people that voted these people in, to get them out. Impeach them or something. Because they're going against everything that the people that voted them in wanted them to do. Basically fraud. You said one thing, you did something else. You got our vote, and then you lied to us. How is that not fraud? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, 13 scumbag rhinos were the ones that were responsible for this. Okay, it passed by a vote of 228 to 206. Now think about this. If 13 Republicans had voted the way they were supposed to vote, then that would have been 219. And then you take away 13 from 228, and guess what? It doesn't pass the House. So the Democrats didn't get this win for Biden. Republicans gave this win to Biden. And without this win, look, his poll numbers, according to all the major polls that are all wrong, are hovering at 37% right now, folks. Kamala Harris is even worse. She's in the 20s. This infrastructure bill was going to do one of two things. It's either going to shoot his poll numbers up to say that, oh, look, he worked together with Republicans and he got a win, or it's going to drag him down even further because people are going to say that he's got his agenda through and he's going to go even harder now. I seem to think his poll numbers are going to keep going down. This $1.2 trillion stimulus bill is not going to be looked at as a win by Republicans, independents, or far, far left Democrats. It's It's not going to be looked at as a win. AOC didn't vote for it, neither did the rest of the squad, okay? But check this out. Here is the people on the Republican side that voted for it. Just in case you have not seen the list yet, which I'm sure you already have, okay? Yes, even Democrats voted against it. I believe four of them, four or six of them, I believe it was. Don Bacon of Nebraska. If you live in Nebraska, Don Bacon is a a, a traitor. Jeff Van Drew of New Jersey. Don... um, What's his name? Don Young of Alaska, Fred Upton, of course, of Michigan, Adam Kinzinger, of course, of Illinois, Anthony Gonzalez of OHIO, Tom Reed of New York, Chris Smith of New Jersey, Andrew Gabarino of New York, Nicole Maliotakis of New York, Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, David McKinley of West Virginia. Those are the Republicans that voted for this to go through. Scumbag rhinos who literally have no clue what they're doing, or they have every bit of clue, every bit of a clue of what they're doing, which means they are not who they seem to be. Long story short, folks, 11% of this bill goes to actual infrastructure. Don't let anybody lie to you. Okay? 11%. Next, the Democrats will be looking to move to the more disastrous $1.75 trillion spending bill that will pretty much bury our future. It will bury our children and it will bury our future and it will be really hard to come out of it. Not to say we can't, not to say if we take over, if we come out in these numbers that we're supposed to, if we take the blueprint of what happened in Virginia and apply it in the, in the midterm elections, hopefully we don't have to get that far because hopefully these states will get their heads out of their butts and get this 
forensic audits happening soon, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case because not one governor, not one governor of any state has pushed to decertify. Not one in a year. So the chances of five having this happen in the course of the next year, you know as much as I do, folks. So we need to get this we need to get this together. We need to get these Republicans together. Marjorie Taylor Greene put the phone numbers to these rhinos on her Telegram page. Yes, she did. And speaking of her, look at everything she did last week. For all those people out there who've been dogging her because they've been reading what another Republican has said about her or whatever, you should be ashamed of yourselves right now because that woman has done more in the last two weeks than any Republican has done in their entire lifetime for the MAGA movement, for the political prisoners, to try to have some kind of accountability here. She's only one woman in Congress. She doesn't have the right to do what everybody who hates her thinks she has the right to do. Get your head out of your butts and start looking for the, at the forest for the trees. Let's move to the vaccine real quick. I got a few more stories here and we'll, and we'll end the show. I'm sorry we're going a little long here, folks. Okay? Well, let's go to the vaccine real quick. All of the stuff that happened over this weekend. First of all, the communist Democrats went to a new low. Well, not really because Obama did this in 2012 too. But using Sesame Street as a propaganda mechanism to push their non-working jab on to kids and parents who have kids, folks, okay? Um, let's not listen to frontline doctors. No, 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 no. Let's not listen to people like Joe Rogan just because he's not a doctor, but, you know, let's not listen to him about ivermectin. Let's not listen to any of the frontline doctors that have been actually treating their patients with ivermectin, Regeneron, and other things to get them away from this COVID jab. No, no, no. Let's listen to Sesame Street. Let's listen to Big Bird. Let's listen to Oscar the Grouch. Count Chocula, Dracula, whatever his name is. Let's listen to Elmo. That, that's, that's who we should be listening to. Yeah, yeah, let's listen to them. Well, that's what, uh, that's what the Democrats did over the weekend. They used Sesame Street. I'm not even going to play any of the videos because they're so stupid to watch. But then even Big Bird, who has a Twitter account, tweeted out, I got my vaccine and my wing hurts a little bit. But if you go out and get your vaccine, maybe we can be just alike. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. As what's her name? What's her name? Greta Thunberg says, I don't need to hear your blah, blah, blah. Just a new low. But anyway, I don't want to show those videos. The videos that I do want to show you is the NFL announcers and the Fox and ESPN news announcers had meltdowns over this weekend over their athletes, particularly Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. If you have not seen this, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, came out this weekend in an interview and said, no, I didn't get vaccinated. I've been using ivermectin and other things, homeopathic um, uh, preventative drugs to keep me from getting COVID. The internet world, the sports world blew up because previously Aaron Rodgers had said that he had been inoculated. Never said he took the vaccine, just said he'd been inoculated against COVID-19. What he said then was, I have not been vaccined and, and vaccinated, and that made the sports entertainment uh, world blow up and melt down. First of all, I want to take you to this scumbag Terry Brashaw. Now, Terry Brashaw has always been looked at, you know, kind of a kind of a cool guy. Everybody loved him when he played. Uh, quarterback for the what was it, Pittsburgh Steelers? Um, Super Bowl wins, Super Bowl trophies. Always been a great guy, right? But then he had a meltdown with Howie Long and every other one of these scumbag cowards, wussies. All about the COVID-19. Oh, you need to say this or you're all fired. These None of these idiots know a damn thing. Excuse my French. Terry Bradshaw might be one of the dumbest human beings alive for what you're about to hear him say. Listen to what they said as they melted down over Aaron Rodgers this weekend. I, well, I'd give Aaron Rodgers some advice. It would have been nice if he had just come to the Naval Academy and learn how to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's what you did, Aaron. You lied to everyone. I understand immunized. What you were doing was taking stuff that would keep you from getting COVID-19. You got COVID-19. Ivermectin is a cattle dewormer. Sorry, folks. That's what it is. Let me just stop his lying right there. Ivermectin, yes, is a cattle dewormer, but it's also a an award-winning medicine for humans. Especially in viral bacteria and many other things. Isn't that something, Terry? Too bad you're too stupid to understand reality. 
before you go spewing stuff that's about three weeks old that CNN tried to spew and got called out on, number one. Number two, he says you lied and you still got COVID. Guess who else still gets COVID? Fully vaccinated people, dummy. Anyway, let's listen to this dummy uh, some more. We are a divided nation politically. We're a divided nation on the COVID-19, whether or not to take the vaccine. And unfortunately, we've got players that pretty much think only about themselves. And I'm extremely disappointed in the actions of Aaron. Are you? Another thing I was... Uh, Number one, if the vaccine is so great, then how come people are still getting COVID? Yeah. And spreading COVID? Well, yeah. And unfortunately dying from COVID. Like... If the vaccine is so safe, then how come the manufacturers of the vaccine have full immunity? Yeah. Wow, that's so weird. We step back and realize, like, this vaccine is revolutionary, the things that they're doing. However, we don't know a whole lot about it. And to just say that it's a blanket for all that ails you, in my opinion, is wrong and reckless. I'm 40 out, 48 hours in, and... I consulted with a now good friend of mine, Joe Rogan, after he got COVID. Oh, the left hates that. A lot of the stuff that he recommended in his podcasts and, you know, on the phone to me. Look at his shirt. And Say I'm when. I have the best immunity possible now based on the 2.5 million person study from Israel that the people who get COVID and recover have the most robust immunity. Now, I just want to say, I grew up a football fan. I grew up in Illinois. Chicago Bears were always my favorite team. I grew up in the era of Michael Jordan winning six championships. Back when sports were sports, right? They're not anymore. I haven't watched football in years. I don't care to watch them. Don't care to watch NASCAR. Don't care to watch baseball. I could care less about any of that stuff. Instead of going to sports... Uh, to get away from the world and, and to center myself, then I'll go to the Bible from now on. It's a lot better source anyway. Long story short, folks, Terry Bradshaw's family couldn't even get one question right on Family Feud. That's how stupid they are. Let's move on to some more people. Let's move on to Skip Baylor and Shannon Sharp. Now, we all know Shannon Sharp is dumber than Floyd Mayweather. Now, I love Floyd Mayweather, but the guy can't read a Sesame Street book, okay? Uh, I love him, but again, pretty dumb. Shannon, Shannon Sharp's even dumber. This guy can't speak, uh, he can't even pronunciate a regular word, let alone have any kind of common sense on anything. Listen to what Shannon Sharp did. Listen to how he went in on Aaron Rodgers. Again, these guys are, you know what they should do? Mind your own business. How about that? Mind your own crybaby, whiny, brat business. Whatever happened to MYOB anyway? Watch this nerd. The bold-faced lie that he told. I'm immunized. Okay, that was just getting me there. I was like, man, look at Aaron. Aaron using a a, a medical term. Mm-hmm. He ain't using vac- vaccinated. You know, they use immunized, immunized or inoculated. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Aaron. Look at Aaron so smart. Because remember, Skip, he's the smartest guy in the room. No matter who's in the room, Dr. Fauci, Neil Tyson DeGrasse, it doesn't matter who's in the room. It's DeGrasse. University of California at Berkeley. Aaron Rodgers, no matter who's in the room. Pythagorean theorist? Yep. Aaron Rodgers got him covered. Got him. So that was his way, mm-hmm. knowing damn well yep. he wasn't vaccinated. He was not immunized. Mm. There is no such thing as an alternative for vaccination. No. Nope. Because something has to enter your body to fight that specific disease mm-hmm. that the vaccinated was created for. Mm. And you didn't get that. So he very cleverly, craftily... What did you call it? Slickly? Yeah, yeah, he tried to be slick. Sidestep yeah. the truth of the matter, which was, I tried to pull this off. I tried to go mm-hmm. homeopathic, holistic, I don't know, herbal. I don't know what it was. And we- Lavender and coriander is not a cure for COVID, okay? Yeah. And he- Oh, but you it. know, but you know what a cure is for COVID? COVID? You know what a cure is for COVID? Oh, by, by the way, for the person who said, stop using the Lord's Prayer in my show, kindly see yourself out. Thank you very much. Um, Let's move on, folks, because this is the left-wing media, the sports media, crying about something they know nothing about, talking points that they were told to say, and I just think it's funny. And by the way... Let's go ahead and give Shannon and Skip the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day, shall we? All right, let's move on. But just just an FYI, guys. Just an FYI for all those who love the vaccine so much, Gavin Newsom, um, governor of California, 
He took his third shot, his booster shot, over a week ago and has not been seen since. Matter of fact, took his booster shot and then canceled every one of his events coming up for the next 10 days. And nobody's seen him since. Could he be sick? Hmm, I wonder. Hmm. And anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the last story of the day, President Trump had an event this weekend, of course, at Mar-a-Lago. 700 people showed up. They had to cap it at 700. He said the reason they had to cap it at 700 is because they didn't have enough workers to go beyond 700 because of the fact that Biden is so crazy. (laughs) But the media didn't cover this event. And the media didn't cover this event not because it was a Trump event. No, because of who it was put on by. It was put on by a group that calls themselves gay Republicans. And you couldn't have that. You couldn't have gay Republicans putting on an event at Mar-a-Lago for President Trump and Melania Trump. And you couldn't have an award given to the first openly gay um, national direct uh, national intelligence uh, officer who uh, Trump had overseeing the NSA when he was uh, in his first term. Oh, no, no, we can't have that. We can't associate President Trump with gay rights or, or, or giving awards to gay people at all. No, because that would be bad. But that's exactly what happened ladies and gentlemen and of course of course chance broke out of let's go brandon let's go brandon let's go brandon <laughs> either way folks uh trump is making um trump is making big waves and he promises to be very 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 involved uh in the midterm elections of course he is if he's going to be either taking the position of presidency back or winning it back he's kind of got to be long story short ladies and gentlemen News isn't going to cover anything that President Trump does that's good. But that gala this weekend was funny. Had a lot of funny moments. Go back and you can see a lot of it on social media. And, of course, Lauren Boebert in her dress that said, let's go Brandon on the back. And, again, I will never stop saying the Lord's Prayer here on Live from America, just so you know. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for today's show. It was a Monday, Monday morning show, my favorite show of the week. I want to say God bless you. Thank you for all the love. Thank you for the support. Thank you, everybody, from the $1 donations to the $250 donations. You guys are incredible. Pay no attention to the people that tell us not to pray. Pay no attention to the people that tell us not to say anything good about the Lord. Just do what you're supposed to do. Wake up every day. Try to please God and fight that good fight. Okay? And remember, folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Have yourselves a wonderful day. God bless you. And I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Have a great day, folks.